ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله عليه وسلامه وعلى اله واصحابه ومن استنى بسنته اجمعين يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد عباد الله we are at the very end of dhul-qi'dah and on the precipice of dhul-hijjah the blessed month of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shahrillah al-haram and in it is going to be one of the greatest acts of ibadah that any muslim could do and it is one of those acts of ibadah that every muslim hopes and prays that one day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants him the ability to fulfill ala wa huwa al-hajj verily that is the ibadah of hajj Hajj is a great act of worship. It houses within it all of the different acts of worship that we do separately with regards to our salah, our zakah, and our siyam of Ramadan. All of those things that we do when we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through, it is all brought together in the, uh, in the rites of uh, Al-Hajj. Now there are many things about Al-Hajj that we can talk about. We can talk about the different types of Hajj. There's tamattu', uh, there's ifrad, and uh, there's qiran. Uh, and we could talk about the different types of things that you do in hajj, from tawaf uh, to uh, staying in uh, Mina, uh, to standing on the Mount of Arafah, uh, to spending the night in Muzdalifah, to throwing the stones in Jamarat, and so on and so forth. And we could speak about all of these things, but mashallah, these things are kind of well known and uh, un- understood. Uh, what's more important for us is that to recognize that this is an obligation that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put on us each and every single individual one by one is a fard ayn uh, to do Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says that you should all complete and fulfill your hajj and your umrah for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala each and every single one of you male and female so that it is an obligation on your shoulders and your shoulders alone and nobody else's do not expect somebody else to bear the burden of your hajj for you do not wait for anybody else in order for them to accompany you in order to make your hajj if you are able to and you have the ability to uh, to make hajj then that is incumbent upon you to do that just like your salah as soon as you are of age as soon as you are able to as soon as you know how to then you have to uh, there is no excuse for you not to pray as soon as you are able to fast the month of Ramadan, there is no excuse for you not to fast the month of Ramadan. <clears throat> Similarly, just like all other acts of worship, as soon as you are able to make the trip to Hajj, then inshallah you should you should do that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that these acts of worship that are associated with Hajj are all from aggrandizing and recognizing the greatness of Islam. The greatness of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to Muslims and given to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sahaba radhwanallahi alayhim and given to all the prophets that came before that as well who aggrandized the, uh, uh, the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he describes this aggrandizement and this uh, 
uh, this awe and this amazement with regards to Al-Hajj and this reverence that we have for Al-Hajj, this is from the taqwa of uh, the believers' hearts. Min taqwa al So the people who don't revere Hajj and think of it as, ah man, this is just like, you know, some waste of time, or this is a bunch of like, you know, millions of people getting together, and it's a really, really like, you know, terrible uh, experience, and you know, you've got to bump shoulders with people, and it's all hot and sweaty, and you know, you're wearing your ihram and stuff, and just a piece of cloth, and there's no tayyub and there's no perfume and there's no ability to like you know have a shower with some proper shampoo until after you're done with it all and all these other things that <coughs> people will say of uh, a negative element you have to uh, go through it with people who are uncultured and who aren't educated and who are really brash and really raw and really rough when it comes to doing the hajj and they're pushing you and shoving you and you're trying to uh, kiss the the black stone and they're like you know smashing you out of the way and so on and so forth and all these other terrible things that people experience on hajj uh, we have to look beyond that and look past that because we are not therefore or thereby aggrandizing the sha'air of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Rather what we are doing is we are focusing on the, uh, the negative elements of the human character which we all have in our own selves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says <coughs> when he's speaking to Ibrahim alayhi salam This is a hikaya, this is speaking in the past وَأَذِن فِي النَّاسِ بِالْحَجِّ يَأْتُوكَ رِجَالًا وَعَلَى كُلِّ ضَامِرٍ يَأْتِينَ مِن كُلِّ فَجٍ عَمِيقٍ he speaks to Ibrahim salam, and some say this is the khitab to the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala here is directing this to the Prophet sallallahu but in actuality it's uh, Ibrahim alayhi salam. Uh, call people all across the world to make hajj and they will come to you rijalan, not men, uh, they will come to you walking. Right? Rijal is the plural of uh, rajil. Uh, and they will come on every uh, sort of camel and a damir here is that camel or that horse that is very lean and very skinny and not well not well fed and all of these different riding beasts that aren't very well fed they're all going to come from different parts of the world and from all angles and from all directions now it's interesting to note that he mentions two things here when it comes to coming to uh, the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions coming walking and who here wants to walk to Mecca from London I don't know about that uh, and Damir, going on a riding beast that is mahzul, that is hungry, that is not well fed and not well kept. Meaning that the person who owns it isn't the most, you know, well off and well to do person. Doesn't have the most money in the world where he has the best riding beast, where he has the best car, where he has the best plane, where he has the best package. He gets the platinum package on that Mutawif app or whatever it's called, right? And then, you know, his, 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 his payment doesn't go through his stuff and he can't get through to customer services and all that jazz. But uh, no, uh, it doesn't get like the best hotel when he goes out there and so on and so forth. It's not about all of that stuff. Rather, what it is about is whatever is the bare minimum that you are able to go to Hajj with, then that is enough for you to fulfill your obligation. And you shouldn't be waiting for, I want to get into that hotel with the clock tower on it, right? And I want to be right inside, right in front of the haram. So all I do is when I come down the elevator from my room and I open the, uh, the, the, uh, the hotel doors, I walk straight into the Kaaba and Allahu Akbar, I'm right there, Safal Awal, all that jazz. If you want to like pay like 15, 20, above 1,000 pounds, then be my guest. But that's not the, the purpose of, uh, of Hajj and that shouldn't be the goal uh, at all. Rather, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is alluding to here is that whatever means that you have at your disposal, then that is what you should use. He then goes on to say, uh, That uh, for, uh, upon, it's incumbent upon every single Muslim to make the hajj, no matter who he is, no matter who she is, no matter where she is, no matter how he is. Got to make the hajj. Whoever is able. And a lot of ulama have spoken throughout the years about what does istata'a ilayhi sabila mean? What does it mean to be able to make the hajj? 
Some say that it is the, the bare minimum of being able to, uh, to make it to Hajj, either by walking or riding on a camel, because that's what they used to do back in the day. But you have some form of transport, some transit to be able to get you from where you are to Mecca. And you have some form of provision that's going to uh, be able to uh, allow you to survive in order to get there. Right? So I'm going to go hungry while you're, while you're on your way. And uh, that the way to get there is also safe. So there aren't like, you know, uh, bandits, there isn't some, some war-torn like, country that you have to stop in and, you know, that's going to cause a detriment to you getting to, uh, to Mecca. But that is the that's the bare minimum. Now, whatever that looks like now in our time, then that is going to be the bare minimum. Now, some say like, okay, now what's, what's going on today is that they are putting up the prices so much for Hajj that, you know, uh, a man who is sort of working nine to five and kind of on like the borders of minimum wage and doesn't really get paid, you know, that great, is going to have to save up for many, 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 many years in order to be able to complete the Hajj. And how is that fair on that person? Aren't these people now with these prices that they're setting of like the minimum of like 5,000 pounds, 6,000 pounds, it's a lot of money for a lot of people. If they're setting that high a figure, does that not mean that they are now stopping people from making the Hajj? Hmm. Could be a good argument. You could, some could say that's a good argument, that's a strong argument. They should lower that price and they should make it as cheap as possible. Absolutely, that's the principle that every single person who is uh, residing over the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Mecca should be, that should be their main goal, to make it as easy as possible for everybody to make the Hajj. But does that mean that it has to be like the cheapest thing in the world? Does, it have to, does, it, does that mean that it has to be free? Not really. Allah Azza wa Jalla, He says, when he's speaking in the siyaq of al-hajj uh, after the ayah uh, uh, and he goes on to say uh, other things but the most important part of this ayah is and the ulama have spoken extensively about the tafsir of this ayah that to bear witness of the benefits or the blessings that they can receive therein by going to hajj and what are the benefits and blessings that they can receive therein? One of them is obviously the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the spirituality that you get from that, the connection that you get from, to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through it, the people that you meet and the connections that you make with people from all over the world, and the fact that millions of people are coming to this one place and all for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a great, a great thing. That's an amazing blessing. But also what's an amazing blessing is uh, people uh, uh, find their sustenance through, uh, through hajj. Now when you go to hajj, back in the day, you need to get there first of all, so you need to sort of like hire, uh, you know, a, a caravan that's going to be able to take you there. Uh, when you get there, you're going to be, you need to stay somewhere, so you're going to have to hire somewhere to stay. Uh, and then when you leave that place, you're going to have to hire something obviously to get you back to where you came from, and so on and so forth. So all of this stuff, it takes money. It, it costs. Uh, there's a there's a cost element to it, and that is what we share as Muslims, and we uh, cooperate with, with one another upon righteousness and piety through. So it doesn't necessarily mean that Hajj has to be like the cheapest thing in the world, or has to be at like you know. Uh, uh, at a cut price or that everything has to be provided to you uh, for free rather what they should be doing is trying their best to uh, facilitate Hajj in the easiest way possible and if that comes at some cost then that cost is bad inshallah ta'ala but it's uh, reasonable uh, Allah Azza wa Jalla he says inna alladhina kafaru wa saddu an sabilillahi wal masjidil haram alladhi ja'alnahu lin nasi sawaa'an al'akifu fihi wal bad من يرد فيه فيه بإلحاد بظلم نذقه من عذاب أليم. In this ayah, Allah Azza wa Jal he speaks about the uh, the severity of uh, uh, committing sins with regards to the house of Allah subhanahu wa taala with regards to the time of al-Hajj and the place that Hajj uh, uh, is is founded. 
And the reason why that's important to mention here is because that when we are going for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we are making the Hajj for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and even if, if we're not going but we have that niyyah to go, we have to uh, accompany that niyyah with righteousness and tolerance and mercy towards others around us. We shouldn't be extending our hand of dhulm to those who go on Hajj. We shouldn't be extending the hand of dhulm to those who are facilitating Hajj either. And they should not uh, extend the hand of dhulm to those who come to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to worship Him uh, either. And whoever does this, not even whoever does it, whoever intends it. Why? Because Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, uh, Whoever wishes, whoever wants, meaning that if there is the mere intent to harm those who are going to Hajj, who wish to make the Hajj, or who are at Hajj, Whoever has even the slightest intent to do that uh, uh, For him is a severe punishment Either here in the dunya Or there is going to be qisas in the akhirah So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from that And allow us to have the righteous and the uh, uh, correct niyyah for making hajj And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the ability to make hajj as well uh, Although, uh, you know, regardless of the, of the price And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even if we are unable to Have that firm intention, have that firm qasd And have that firm desire and that want to be able to make that hajj Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisa'iru al-muslimin Fastaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafuru rahim Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala wa ba'd Verily in the day of Jumu'ah there is an hour in which if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asked of anything He does not leave the one who asks him empty handed We hope and pray that this is that hour in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts our du'as And hears our call uh, and heeds it inshaAllah and returns to us in the best of ways so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the bottom of our hearts and with the utmost sincerity to forgive our sins, to overlook our shortcomings and to save us from the punishment of the hellfire. Rabbana aghfir lana dhunubana wa israfana fi amrina wa thabbit aqdamana wa ansurna ala al-qawm al-kafirin. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina athab al-nar. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasirin. Allahumma rzuqna hajj baytika al-harama ya rabbal alameen. Allahumma wafiqna li kulli amalin tuhibbuhu wa tardahu ya akram al-akramin. اللهم ارزقنا الإخلاص في القول والعمل يا رب العالمين وصل اللهم على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكروا الله العلي الجليل يذكركم واشكروه ويزدكم ولذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون وأقم الصلاة